Welcome to After Pulse, the extra podcast from the host of the Community Pulse. Let's hear what your hosts are talking about in this episode. All right, so great episode. Um, I feel like there's a lot of really interesting information. I felt like also in some ways there's a dynamic there where there's kind of two approaches to the entire situation. Like I think that Wills was very like based in technology and automation and some statistical analysis and and Jill's was definitely more of the human, like, um, I mean, and to her benefit, she does know just about everyone in tech, really helps. Um, and if not, she can just reach out and say, hey, do you know so-and-so? But, you know, so it's so kind of like a more warm, organic network kind of feel. And it's interesting to see that that they're both successful in doing these things in two very different ways right now. Yes. In terms of scale, um, it seems that Will was dealing with larger, big conglomerates that are new to the space that are trying to make this make sense to them. Um, but it was also comforting to hear that, you know, no matter the perspective, the human connection and really, really doing your homework and approaching people at their level as human beings is still an integral part of their both of their process. What I thought felt um, promising or, I don't know, uplifting, warming, something like that, is that it, it was interesting to hear that larger companies are getting in the game or they're at least, you know, starting to see the sparkly. Um, but... One of the things that I think is always going to be challenging for for individuals who go to these larger names um, is that they don't want to get lost in the mix. You still want to come across as genuine. You don't want to hide who you are on social media. You don't want to be disingenuous. Like you still want to be whatever on brand means to you. You just want to be like you want to be you. And I think sometimes working for the larger companies, there might there might be this unspoken. Um, like push or force on people to behave differently, you know, maybe not come across, maybe not say that thing that they, that they thought and, and probably should have been said on social media, but they checked up, you know, they tapped the brakes on it and they just didn't because they're worried about how they might be perceived through their employer. But I think my perception, my, my hypothesis about this is this is going to be more of a challenge for the employer because if they want to keep and attract good people, uh, not only should they as a company be portraying genuine, you know, like stuff uh, and uh, and all that, like they they want to make sure that the the people that make up their company are also that way, you know, like they should only be bringing in the people that really stand for their values. And I think it's going to it's going to cause them to like, you know, have to meet and like meet, come to terms with that. It's like if you want the best people out there, the be- they're best because they're genuine. They are who they are. And I can't just get them because they are a unit of measure slash DevRel. You know, that's not how this is going to work. Yeah, I think that plays nicely as well into the whole like specialization side of the conversation we were having because, you know, with the whole person comes their area of passion and their area of expertise. And when you start to try to plug them into roles that make a lot more sense for who they are, um, it's encouraging that we got the validation from these folks that um, at least more or less, I'm not sure if it was hundred percent validation, but we got the sense from these folks that, you know, these specialization roles are increasingly become becoming a reality, um, in their, you know, hiring strategies for DevRel. And it's not no longer just a matter of just like, let's bring in a developer evangelist, developer advocate, whatever the kind of like go-to title is, um, and in order to get the best specialization, you have to make sure that you're 
you know, accepting the quote unquote whole person, which is a very interesting concept in and of itself in tech. But um, but yeah, I mean, I was I was happy to hear that, like, I feel like these folks probably like as well as many, but they're on the front lines identifying like what's out there, who's looking, um, understanding the business needs and trying to translate that into a seekers market. And so they are the ones who are going to have to kind of like have a lot of influence on defining like what those titles and where they like the folks that they bring in are going to be and how that influences our entire kind of domain mm-hmm. moving forward. Right. And I, I think that one of the keys to that too, that, that both Jill and Will touched on uh, was the idea of building someone up. Uh, whereas, you know, we kind of touched on the idea that the back in the, back in the day, back in the good old days of DevRel an industry that's last, you know, existed for 10 years. Um, but back in the good old days, it was, it was about the name and the brand and the celebrity. And now it's more about, can we make this, this person has the domain knowledge, whether that be in content development or speaking or whatever, they, you know, they're good with open source. They write great code. They're good with DevOps. Can they be built into someone who can communicate well, or maybe they communicate well, but their, their tech side is a little bit is a little bit uh, less less developed. Can we develop that side of them to get them to be successful in a DevRel role? And I think that what I, you know, at least what I've seen over the past, you know, year or so is that this is a great opportunity. Um, this is a great opportunity for taking that chance, giving giving someone that ability, giving them kind of the 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 lead to run with that as much as possible. Um, because we can, we we have the space to make a few mistakes. You're not spending fifty thousand dollars on sending someone all over the world for a year and then realizing that they actually aren't good at public speaking. That's no longer the main part of the job, and sometimes, in some cases, it never was. Yeah, so it's great that these larger corporations who haven't had DevRel before um, are giving some opportunities to these specializations and um, maybe have the chance for someone to break into DevRel or transition into one of these roles. Um, but I couldn't help but hear like, this is a great opportunity, but also hear the fear that Jill foreshadowed. Um, so that when, bear with me, when Jill and Will fill <laughs> these roles, wow, that these companies, um, they're hiring their first Evrel and um, that half of the people who could be hired this year could also be looking for another role uh, next year um, because it's their first, the company's first time. It's not what they expected. It didn't go the way that they wanted to, or the results aren't immediate enough um, that they might be, that these people also might be churned and back onto the market. So I just, I, I didn't know if anyone made that connection that it's a great opportunity, but also there's some risk on the other side that also needs to be put into the calculation. Yeah, no, I, I want to kind of circle back to something that um, I hadn't thought of until SJ just pointed out that, you know, Will and Jill's, uh, I'm not going to do it, see, uh, but their role in, um, I feel like they do have um, some influence over a little bit in terms of just the overall trajectory of DevRel, because they are the, they're that like link that takes, you know, the people <laughs> to the, I feel like I'm in the senior office space now that take the specs to the people and the developers anyway they they are the ones yeah but they are the ones who like you know have to like do the translation between like the the employers and the people who are looking and so the more that they remove this notion of subjectivity and like who a devrel person is rather than what a devrel person is 
and, and, it mo and it, you know, it gets back to like having clear goals. What is it you're trying to accomplish and how do you measure what that, if that's successful, that comes back to OKRs, KPIs, whatever you want to call them. It's just measuring your definition of success. And it doesn't require somebody who has a large following on social media or someone who's a, a fast typer with a bunch of people watching them on stage. It doesn't require like one thing. It depends on what you're trying to accomplish. And so the more that they can, they can like communicate that and, and make employers realize that, you know, it's not just about bringing in, um, you know, folks who have some sort of like following or built in community with them. I mean, that may help. Sure. But uh, those days are, are kind of like, you know, I think we're all acknowledging like that, that may have been how it was and may still be in certain places, but by and large, we are seeing a trend towards, you know, what's the job's like role and how do we measure that? And, and, you know, let's get a more diverse group of people look, you know, to like make those things happen. And that's, you know, that's how I think DevRel has grown. I mean, we've seen a, a huge explosion just in our team as far as, as, as DevRel. When you think about all the things that go on in our, just our DevRel, I mean, there's a ton of people I don't, I've never even met. Uh, so it's kind of crazy and, and I think good to see. And I'm, I just wanted to stop and point that out, whether this is like my own personal plea to Jill and Will and any other recruiter out there is like, you do have like an, influ an influence on how the world perceives DevRel. So, um, you know, do that what you can, I guess. Yeah, on that note, I thought it was specifically interesting that when we did get into the specialization topic a little bit, um, he, the areas that I heard uh, both Jill and Will, I think mostly Will, um, talking about were things like, oh, maybe a DevRel that, you know, leads an open source community or they have sales targets or branding and marketing targets. And I thought it was interesting to hear that those were the three areas identified. I'm not sure, like, I'm not trying to assume that that was like the be all and end all list in his head, but one area that didn't come back was, uh, come up in, um, you know, the area of specializ specialization and, or the kind of you know, assets that folks are looking for in DevRel folks um, is the product feedback aspect of the role. Um, maybe that's sort of an outcome of the connection to people. Um, and so it comes a little bit after that sort of awareness goal, but I just thought it was notable that that wasn't something that came up when we were talking about like, what does it mean to really hone in on um, what happens within DevRel and what the specializations are. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think, and I, I also think it's a common misconception that a lot of people think that DevRel in general is, is always outward facing. It's an outward facing cone um, of content and in any way, shape or form content going out to the community in a one way kind of way. And the misunderstanding that DevRel is also, you know, 50% of what we do is to come and say, hey, so I went and we talked about open source and here's what the community had to say about the way that we do open source and we should maybe think about making some changes. Like, I, I, I feel like that's the 10 times more important part of our role is being the voice of the community within the organization. Back to Mary's book. Yeah. So if we could refer to this book by this Mary Thangval character, it seems very up and coming. But but seriously, like that's that's the part that is most often missed. And I think that where we started the episode with there being a bunch of DevRel people getting let go. Um, I think that that was part of it. And Jill touched on it. She was like, you know, people thought of it as a nice to have and then realized they weren't getting any feedback. They didn't know what the community wanted. They didn't know what their users wanted. They didn't know what their clients wanted. How do you, how do you function? How do you build a roadmap? How do you 
figure out what needs to go on what, where are your milestones? If you don't have a community, even if it's just the people, the only the end users, you, let's say you do a B2B SaaS and the only thing you have is end users that are other businesses, that's your community. You got to deal with that. You have to get feedback from these people or else you're, you're building shit in a void. And that's, that's never good for any software company. Any company saw take software out of it. No company should do that. Yep. All right. So that's what I got. The only the only other thought I had, that, and this this didn't really come up in the episode, but we, uh, briefly we mentioned LinkedIn, um, and I think that a lot of times, and is, I especially feel this way after talking to to Jill and Will, recruiters get a horrible name. They get a horrible horrible reputation, uh, especially in DevRel. Like I, I daily I have to go through messages and it, click ignore instead of accept. It's just I'm not it's not, I don't feel like it's a good way to interact, but at the same time, I didn't get the impression that that's how those two did business. But I also feel like, you know, in a way, maybe they are helping to rebuild the reputation of recruiters in the tech industry or in the industry in general um, to, to show that there's a better way to do this. There's a more human way to do this. Uh, and, and looking all thirsty on LinkedIn is not the good positive way to do it. Interesting. So we didn't actually get into like what they are doing to, um, combat that, you know, and that as a specific issue. I think we could talk about that one for a whole episode. That could be an episode. It really could. A whole episode. <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, hopefully like just us like ch- ch- having a little chat about it, I think. What what I always assume is that when I get one of those, uh, you know, say misplaced uh, uh, recruit messages, we're just that like... Is a, that is a gentle you- euphemism, Jay. <clears throat> gentle <clears throat> euphemism. Well, you know, we all get them. And it's just, after a while, it's just, you become numb to them. You know, it's just like, uh, you, you, you don't even, like, you're not even trying. Like, you, you know, like you're a professional recruiter. You're not even trying here. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like, there's, yeah, it is a whole episode, I think, you know, but, um, but the, the, maybe we're helping influence a little bit is just get the word out is like, Hey, if you're going to rely on automation, if you're going to try to take shortcuts, if you're going to like, you know, just like blast it out there on LinkedIn, um, you know, take some caution, like, because you're, you know, this is a thing. Maybe you didn't even realize that, you know, like there's a lot of people who just don't, they just have no clue that this is even a problem. Um, so, you know, just airing it out, um, and letting them discuss amongst their own communities, maybe is, is helpful for everybody. I think that makes us DevRel for DevRel. <laughs> well, that's exactly what this podcast is, right? I think that's a good place to stop. Um, I think we had a great episode and thanks everybody for listening to another After Pulse. We always like to get our thoughts out there as hosts and and we look forward to any feedback or comments you have. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. Feel free to reach out. Um, you know, We're always happy to talk and, and get your feedback and, and hear about what you liked about the show, what you didn't like about the show. Get your voice in here too. And we're, we're happy to uh, take that feedback until next time. Thank you so much and uh, stay safe and we'll see you soon. This has been another episode of After Pulse with Mary Thankful at Mary underscore Grace on Twitter. Jason Hand at Jason Hand on Twitter. P.J. Haggerty at Asplenic on Twitter. S.J. Morris at Sarah Jane Morris on Twitter. And Wesley Faulkner at Wesley83 on Twitter. Learn more at communitypulse.io.
or at community underscore pulse on Twitter. We'll see you next time.